0: enjoy food we're going to have a lovely time and it's not going to be about starting it out tomorrow feeling bad about the foods we just ate being confident in your relationship with food actually helps other people because you know lots of times those comments are coming from a projection of their own struggles their own potentially poor relationship with food welcome to the daily dietitian podcast i am your host
1: stacy mitchell i am so happy to have you here My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We have A great topic to talk about as we are coming into this holiday busy week and for the new year too. Today we talk with dietitian Kendall, who her mission is to break the yo-yo diet cycle, heal your relationship with food, find food freedom, and ditch those diets for good. Kendall shares so many great takeaways for you to remember for this week and as we get into the new year in January when resolutions are hit at us hard and weight loss, diets, workouts, gym memberships, all the above are everything we see. So join us for this conversation. Well, Kendall, it is so great to have you here with us. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do?
0: Yes, well, it's nice to be here. My name is Kendall, and I am a registered dietitian who's actually based in kind of central Alberta in Canada, and I graduated as a dietitian in uh, after I completed my internship in 2021, um, and since then, I've had the uh, privilege to work in pediatrics. I've worked in you know, mental health and eating disorders, um, and now I also kind of work in rural sites where I get to work with a really wide variety of patients and clients. And it's, yeah, it's super, super exciting to work with a really wide range of different people. So I've had lots of experience in my short time of being a dietitian. So it's been amazing. Um, and now most recently, I'm really kind of breaking into, you know, that food freedom base uh, of a dietitian. Um, and I've just kind of launched my Instagram and kind of really, Develop my passion for working with people who feel like they're stuck in diet culture and kind of don't really know where else to turn. Um, I kind of want to be that, that resource for people and um, that kind of light that can, you know, break them out of that cycle of dieting and feel like they can, enjoy food again and, and really, you know, find that food freedom. So that's kind of the space that I'm in right right now and, and really, really excited about it.
1: Wow. Impressive background for all your work experiences too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's really been amazing. It's really been amazing that, you know, from graduating and becoming a dietitian, it's been, I'm very, very happy with my career choice and love it, which, you know, sometimes people don't always have that, that feeling when they start a new career. And so I've been so lucky to to really love it.
1: What kind of drew you towards the food freedom part of it?
0: Yeah. So for me, it's just, um, you know, seeing people that I kind of care about and, and you know, in my community and everywhere that I, you know, the people I interact with, I just found it was so common for people to kind of feel defeated and, and not know what to do other than a diet. You know, I would always hear like, oh, I'll try this diet again, and I'll do that again. Um, and it just, you know, it just felt so, like, I just started to kind of, almost frustrated by it, and I was like, oh, you know, like, diet's not the answer, but if people don't have any routes to turn, you know, I felt like I was kind of like, well, you know, they just need help. They just—they're they're wanting help. But if there's no one there to help them, then you know, it's not to their fault that they would do another diet, right? So that kind of drew me as being like, I, you know, want to be in this space where I can have that—that that opportunity to be like, you know what? I hear you. I hear what you're looking for. I know that a diet isn't going to be what you need, and I have, you know, other skills that we can do that we can help, you know, work through. Um, our relationship with food, and that's going to be a lot more sustainable versus, you know, kind of doing another diet and just helping people realize that there's another option is, is really important for me.
1: I wish I was in your state of mind at your age because I was in the extreme diet culture mind frame back in the day, just starting off, you know, giving people calorie meal plans and even doing crazy diets myself. <laughs> so you're getting on the the right start with this. Um, have you had any personal experience yourself uh, with diet culture?
0: Um, yeah, I was, you know, like I said, with kind of people around me more so in terms of like kind of the complicated side of, and the negative side of diet culture. Um, for myself, I, um, you know, I have, had, you know, the privilege of working through having a healthy relationship with food myself. Um, and that, you know, comes from our environments and, you know, the people around us and, um, you know, growing up, you know, I had kind of the support of what that can look like if you have a healthy relationship with food, you know, that, you know, dieting is not a solution, you know, not, you know, try not to have, you know, body comments, stuff like that, um, and that impact growing up really changes, you know, how how you are as an adult and how you kind of enter the, your, your world as, you know, whether you're consumed with, you know, guilt and shame and, and always needing to change yourself versus, you know, entering the world kind of being like, you know what, I can have, you know, chips once in a while. It's not a big deal. I can enjoy, you know, a piece of pie, a piece of cake. It's not a big deal. Um, and that's, that mindset is, is really not very common anymore these days. So the fact that, you know, I, you know, I did kind of grow up in that setting um, is something that I really just want for other people. So that's kind of what brings me to this stage too, is that like, you know, it is possible, even if you didn't grow up in that way, you have the power to change your mindset. Now you have the power to change generational mindset. You know, if you, as a parent, if you heal, heal, heal your relationship with food, that is like so powerful for, for your kids or your kids kids like it it just makes a big impact so that's kind of where where I'm coming from in terms of like the side of what it can look like and that I have experienced that, the positives of that and that you can change you can change to that that side and I want to bring people there being I mean, like you know join me over here it it feels amazing make it so. to the norm right <laughs> yes right change the norm because right yes. now yeah the norm is is just yeah diet culture is, is a powerful thing where now you know if we can have the norm and I think so many dietitians are in this space really trying to also you know it's also a movement in us as dietitians right I, I see it more and more that people are are in this space where they're just like you know you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel this. We can enjoy food. Um, and so I think as, as dietitians, we're also doing, you know, a really good job of making that more accessible. Um, so yeah. And so I've had other role models in this space that I've been like, you know, you're doing amazing things like, and you're filling this, this gap. And you know, that was kind of my motivation to that. I'm like, you know what, they're doing it. They have a great message. Another person saying it is just going to help that many more people.
1: Right. Um, that is wonderful to hear that you had such a, you know, a well-rounded background and going into into nutrition, keep having that mindset too of kind of with that food freedom, but also studying the science part of nutrition as well. That is fabulous.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, I like my kind of main thing too, is that that like kind of has to be the foundation, like for people to want to kind of build on their nutrition and, and, you know, lots of times like the foundation being in like having a healthy relationship with food, because I find some sometimes so many people have great intentions. You know, people want to be healthy, they want to be active, they want to eat healthy. Um, but unfortunately, diet culture has really uh, profited on that on that desire for people, and then it turns into them. You know, diet culture promoting quick fixes, follow these food rules, this will happen, and restrict, and you'll lose this weight, um, which then just kind of complicates things and. You know, then that just continually damages people's relationship with food. Where instead, if we can kind of focus on that healthy relationship being the foundation, like we have to work on this first, and be you know comfortable around food, being able to you know understand that, so that when um, we want to build nutrition, we want to build you know, people want to eat balanced, they want to enjoy like be healthy, and that doesn't have to come at a sacrifice of never eating chocolate again, right? We can do both things. We can have chocolate and salads and be healthy and happy and, and not think about either one for more than a second. Right. Um, but to be able to do that, it needs to be kind of, kind of putting in that groundwork so that we can then um, have both. And it yeah kind of fits naturally into our lifestyle.
1: Yes. Just today at the grocery store, <clears throat> I was shopping, picking up, couple of things kind of last minute and I ran into one of my friends and we were talking and before she left she looked at my cart and she's like oh I'm so glad to see those it was a giant box of pop tarts you know (laughs) and so letting her know that not everything in my cart has to be super healthy um of opening that uh light into having all foods in your grocery st- grocery cart even too. And honestly, you know, probably 15 years ago, I would have been ashamed to have those in my grocery cart. And now I'm like, I, I don't care. People can see whatever is in my grocery cart because all foods fit.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm absolutely I yeah I always kind of had a similar experience to in university living with roommates um being like oh you know Kendall's the dietitian. I live with the dietitian, and yeah it was so striking for people to be like you eat Annie's mac and cheese like you have like chocolate in your pantry and people are just like are you supposed to be eating that or you know right where it's just like so even just living with roommates and letting them experience that, like you can't eat both things, or there's no shame in having this or that, or, you know, we can have everything in our house that we want, and if we have a healthy relationship with food, it doesn't save us, right? So it was, yeah, kind of even being that, like, you know, reminder to friends that it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Even if I'm a dietitian or not a dietician, um, it doesn't make a difference. Every food fits for every person, and I would, yeah, tell every single person that. So it's – but, yeah, it's funny how, how you know, people also <laughs> – that on us being like, Oh, you're the, you're the model for healthy eating, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, it, it can be exhausting sometimes. Um, you know, this is this conversation is really good to talk about. It's always great to talk about it, but especially as we get into the new year and everybody, you know, thinks, Okay, those resolutions are starting, I need to start my new diet. Maybe they have tried many many diets before what would you say to that person who feels like they they need to start that diet for the new year but they know they shouldn't and they're just not what's the word they're just not feeling confident in finding food freedom and the steps on the process of learning it what would you say to that person
0: yeah I would say you know first of all like I it's so it can be daunting to be like you know what I don't want to do a diet but food freedom sounds what does that mean? That's complicated. I don't know. Like, how do I do that? Do I just eat whatever? I don't know. Like I get confused by what that means. So, um, you know, I do think it is important to have support, you know, the same way that people, you know, reach out for diets or so like with diets, there's a community, there's Facebook groups, you know, the same type of thing can be implemented into, um, you know, once our journey in finding food freedom in that, um, you know, working with somebody like a dietitian who has the same type of message, like as myself and many others that, you know, can help people work through this, because it is a big, big change. It's a big mind shift change. It's not an easy, quick fix, but it's long term. So being able to kind of commit to being like, you know, if I find support, and I put in the work now, and I get somebody to help me, what, will what could next year look like? Like, what am I really struggling with? Like, what's making me feel like I need to start a diet? Like, do I feel guilty around food? Do I feel the need to kind of punish myself with restriction because, like, oh, my gosh, I ate too much, or I need to get under control? Like, if those are kind of your thoughts and that's leading you towards a diet, you know, kind of thinking about what have I done in years past when I had those feelings? If that was a diet, but I'm still feeling that way. Years later, every year you kind of feel that way, where if it's like if you take an extra kind of, beat and you're like okay well maybe I should try something different and if that is being curious about food freedom and finding support there that is a huge first step it's hard to even recognize that you know maybe diet isn't what I need so that if you can be curious about that reach out find support find a community and, and people that are like also fed up with feeling guilty and restricting and just not happy with themselves the food or ups and downs and emotions um, yeah, finding like-minded people and being able to just find joy in that, and being like, you know what, I'm going to put some work in. It might take me a little bit longer, but by next Christmas, by next Thanksgiving, by the New Year next year, I'm going to be able to enjoy food. I'm going to be able to not feel the need to start a new diet, not punish myself, to be able to just be happy and enjoy the holidays. And if that feels like a goal for people, then you know it's really worth kind of putting in that effort to explore other options and and hopefully that becomes easier as dietitians get louder in this space Um, but knowing that there is people out there that are so eager to help you in that journey and your ability to you know enjoy food and be intuitive either and and that's very possible it's just not always as blatantly obvious as the new year diet so it just takes a little bit of extra reflection and, and time to kind of find that right space for you that will actually help you reach your foundational goals of how you feel versus like 10 pounds weight loss, right? That's maybe your initial thought, but it's bigger, It's always bigger than that. There's always more than that. So just think about it a little bit longer and spend the time to kind of reach those foundational goals. Yes.
1: And a lot of the times, those fad diets, especially ramped the, at the New Year, you see the before and afters. You hear wonderful testimonials of how much weight this person lost, and then you know they start feeling better. They have more energy, so it sounds really good in the marketing scheme of it. But what would what would be some of maybe the cons of going on those diets? One
0: hundred percent. There, yeah, and there definitely is cons with that, and kind of you know ultimately with with a diet it's a very it's a very band-aid fix um and if we if we're thinking kind of like in the new year and versus like the next year if we do a band-aid fix you know we're likely going to blow through a whole box of band-aids before we get back to the next new year because with those you know the consequences of a diet is that it, it is short term you have the testimonial somebody in a month did this this happened in the month but nobody talks about What happened three months from there? What happened a year from there? How many times has this person done the diet? You know, how did they feel when the diet ended? Like those things really weigh on your mental health. If you finish a diet and you're on high, you're like, oh my gosh, I reached my goal. And then you end the diet. And because of course it's how it works. They're unsustainable. You go back to eating the foods you enjoy, your regular lifestyle, and you get back to where you started when the diet started. And, Because of the the diet just setting you up for that, you don't realize that. And so instead you feel guilty and you feel shameful and you're like, oh my gosh, like I I failed, I'm back at the start. And that really weighs on your mental health um, and that your emotional and how you feel about yourself and how you start to view food. uh, And that, yeah, can really weigh on you. So, and it has nothing to do with how you, what you did. It's because of the, you know, how the diet cycle works. Um, So, yeah, so one thing kind of being a big piece is is how it weighs on your mental health. Um, And then the up and downs of how our eating patterns are, like if we really restrict and don't eat much for a certain amount of time, you know, that can really slow our metabolism down to the point where our body's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not getting enough food. Uh, You know, we better slow down. Like we got to preserve what we got because we don't know when the next food's coming, right? Uh, And that slows our metabolism. And then as we start eating our normal diet again, whatever's normal for us, um, then our body still is kind of cautious. We're like, okay, well, we don't know when the next food's coming, so we better not ramp things up too quick. And so that can kind of lead people to feeling like where they end up, you know, if weight loss is their goal, they can potentially even have, you know, gain more weight back from their diet, which again just makes people feel worse about themselves and has nothing to do with how they how well they did the diet. It has to do with what they're kind of set up for. So, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, there is, Way more, um, you know, harms to dieting than there is the benefits of it because that short term, quick fix is very short winded. And like I said, within a year, you're going to have potentially multiple ups and downs. And instead of, you know, like I said, just kind of working on that foundation and not having so many roller coasters of, of kind of emotions and changing the way we feel and our body shape and stuff. So, yeah, so there definitely is some negatives to it, for sure. Even though those testimonials and, and the marketing makes it seem like, oh, it'll be so great. Yeah, that's not the case.
1: And even those I've been seeing um, marketing for weight loss, but then also say you can have food freedom with that. And that's where everybody is kind of jumping on this bandwagon of <clears throat> the intuitive eating, eating the food freedom because it. It's, it is lifelong and it's wonderful, and that's how we want to eat. But they're starting to combine the two together, and that's where I think the message is really getting messy because people want the best of both worlds. <laughs> so, huge exactly, disclaimer there yes. and red flag.
0: <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's it definitely, you can't have both right off the bat kind of like again where you know you have to build on things where if you you have to, to truly feel like you can be intuitive and listen to your body you kind of have to let all the other stuff go and then focus on that first and foremost and then build from there so yeah if it's like you said red flag if it's like you can have it you can have it all you can have this you can have that all, but then don't have too much but then it's the weight loss you know what i mean like it's they make it seem like that and then as you get to the nuts and bolts it's like restrictive. Like it's not intuitive, right?
1: Yes. Um, It gets really hard. I I see on your one of your most recent reels, you talk about the doctor's best soup and what is it like losing, was it 20 pounds in a week or something? I mean, just outrageous things.
0: (laughs) If it sounds too good
1: to be true, then it probably is.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, say it louder for the people in the back because it's, yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, it's, it is like, it's, it, you know, we all wish that that you things could happen quick and, and, uh, last forever. But yeah, the reality is, is, you know, putting in that, that work in healing relationship with food will take a bit longer, but we'll have so, so, so many benefits compared to how you, yeah, the, the potential of losing 20 pounds in a week. Right. Um,
1: if someone is still in that habit of feeling like they need to restrict foods and uh, weighing themselves, getting down on what the scale says.
0: Yeah. So I guess with that, you know, for me, it's always trying to kind of meet people where they're at. So really, like, that's kind of my number one thing is really understanding kind of where people are coming from. Like, what what is motivating them to step on the scale? Like, why are they wanting that to be a different number? Like, what is the reason for that? Um, And then helping people kind of reflect on that and understand like, is that your number one struggle or what if, you know, what if that number stayed the same, but you found peace, you weren't so stressed, you could enjoy foods, you could remember what it was like to, you know, cook something delicious and eat it and not feel bad about it afterwards or, you know, eat a piece of pie and not feel guilty about it for two weeks or, or, you know, like, are we struggling with those things at the same time? And, and how would we feel if those got better? Would that outweigh the benefits of, you know, the scale being down 5, 10 pounds? Like, just helping people kind of realize that. And, if you know, if, you know sometimes people recognize that, you know what, like, I, that is, I am, I'm unhappy with the other parts as well. So, like, maybe let's work on that first. And then being able to kind of recognize that that's, you know, that's the place to start. Um, but it it ultimately comes from people recognizing that themselves and helping them realize that like, you know, what am I actually struggling with? Like what is my motivation and why am I kind of here? Um, Because it is deep rooted that society, you know, is about the numbers. What's the number on the scale? How low is it? Did it go up? Did it go down? You know, and helping people recognize that that's not the only marker for success. There's lots of other things we can do. We can, you know, success can be defined in lots of different ways it doesn't have to be based on one sole thing so just helping people or just like you know having people reflect on that and being like you know what is their motivation and going from there be kind of a long-winded discussion on on a response to somebody saying that to me they might just expect like a quick answer um but my approach would actually be you know kind of a lot of inward reflection and being like where you know where is that coming from let's let's look at that a little bit more
1: and that's why it's so beneficial to work with a dietitian to kind of dig in and find a therapist even too, to find where these thoughts are coming through, taking it a step-by-step process. It's not a quick fix. It's going to be, it's going to take time to figure this food freedom out as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a bit more of a journey, but it's it's a really, really powerful one that I said, like it's sustainable for you long-term and can really impact the people around you too. That, you know, you can change the narrative of relatives, of your kids, of your parents, right? And that can be amazing to recognize that. You know what? At Christmas dinner, we're not going to talk about these things. We're no, no one's going to feel bad about having seconds. We're going to enjoy food. We're going to have a lovely time, and it's not going to be about starting a dad tomorrow, feeling bad about the foods we just ate. Um, and even that can be really powerful. And, and to be the person that kind of takes that lead because it's hard to be confident and deal with those kind of comments and stuff during the holidays. If we don't have that, you know, heal relationship with food, it can be really daunting. Um, so kind of being that person to be like, you know what? I'm working on this. And I think that we would all be a lot happier if we didn't talk about that this holiday season. Let's just enjoy being together. Right. And, and that can be really powerful.
1: So how do you um, start that conversation of bringing in those Anti diet comments at the holiday dinner table.
0: <laughs> yeah, those those it, that's tricky. And you know, diet culture is all year round, but holiday season is just a whole different ballgame. It just ramps up um, from you know. I think and just having different perspectives and family members around, and and being like around different groups of people, and the sole focus kind of being around food, it's tricky. It is tricky, and um, you know, trying to kinda of approach that where if you are kind of someone that has worked on your relationship with food, you're kind of healing and you, you have the ability to kind of be confident, then that's you know, where I really encourage people to embrace that and so, you know, and kind of respond in a way that makes people kind of think about think about it a bit more. So say if someone says, you know, like after all after all this food, you know, we're going to have to eat salads for a week, you know, and instead of just kind of, like, chuckling, like, oh, oh yeah, right, like, and I've fallen guilty of that too, right, it's kind of uncomfortable, so you're just like, oh, yeah, but instead of, you know, instead of reacting in that way, you know, actually being like, um, you know, actually, you know, I don't think one day makes a difference, it's okay to enjoy our food, um and we don't have to feel guilty about the foods we decide to eat, and if somebody Says that to you know that response is going to kind of catch people off guard and be like oh okay you know like they're expecting a just an agreement so if you kind of say something that kind of catches them off guard they're like oh okay um, you know same thing like if they're like oh you know our diet starts tomorrow right you know instead of being just agree you can be like you know what I don't actually agree and I don't think diets really I don't believe that they work and I actually you know enjoy food as an intuitive eater people are going to be surprised by that and then with that you know being confident in your relationship with food actually helps other people because you know a lot of times those comments are coming from a projection of their own struggles their own potentially poor relationship with food and if you kind of can respond in a way that gets them thinking you know then they might be curious and be like oh well you know is that ha- what you you don't feel guilty you don't feel the need to start a diet like what is that like you know like they might kind of start to wonder about that There is is there other options out there like what are you doing like what is what is intuitive eating how do you just enjoy your food and not feel bad right so it can kind of benefit other people um and you can you know re- if you have the ability to respond to that culture in a way in those comments that um is different than what they might be expecting um so so yeah so and if you and if you feel like you've The other side of that is you feel like you don't, you know, have that ability yet to work on that. That's kind of where that like inward reflection comes from being like, okay, you know, I don't feel like I could respond in that way, but like, I want to, I want to not feel the need to start a diet. I I want to not feel guilty. So then again, just having that curiosity through the holidays being like, okay, I don't like how this feels. How can I do different? What can next year feel like again, kind of that, that, that reflection on like, what can I do differently so I don't get so hurt by these diet culture comments or so I don't accidentally say these comments right or you know that type of thing so just being like okay you know what maybe this new year is where I focus on something different I focus on that relationship with food feeling different so that I can be that person next holiday season who's like I don't need to start a diet. I'm content. I'm happy. I enjoy food, right? And having that kind of as your goal for like the following year, right? So
1: I love – that makes my heart so warm. I love hearing that and how you said that. It's kind of like, okay, kindly stick up for how you feel and own it. And like show that confidence mm-hmm. in what you say because there are times <laughs> – this brings me back to – um the movie Old School, where they would say bad words and they would be like, earmuffs, earmuffs, put earmuffs over the kids. And that's what I want to do for, to my kids when people are making these comments at the dinner table or whatever and they're like, oh, these calories don't count, right, Stacey? And I'm like, "Calories," or, you know, they'll say, this has too much fat for me. And I'm like, I just want to put earmuffs on my kids so they don't hear those comments. So, Thank you, Kendall. Um, Even myself, I will (laughs) stick up and uh, have kind of like uh, an idea of an answer, you know, like sometimes be ready because you always think of it later and you're like, oh, I should have said that. (laughs) But how can I say it nicely, but also own it and just keep this conversation going during the holidays and for the new year. I love that so much.
0: Yeah, it can be really powerful, and like you said, I've been in that same situation where you're just so uncomfortable, you're just like, ah, uh, and so, yeah, if we can kind of lead that way of, you know, we're, you know being dietitians and having this background that we can, we can help normalize that, it you know, makes it a lot easier for everyone else at that table who might feel the same way, but don't know how to say it, or they can be like, oh, wow, yeah, or maybe the next holiday dinner, like that, you know, two days from now, maybe they'll be like, I remember how Kendall responded to that. I remember how Stacy responded to that. And that was great. I'm going to do the same, right. Kind of having that, that ability to be confident. Yeah.
1: And this conversation comes up, whether it's birthday parties or other holidays or other get-togethers or celebration. Anytime there's food around, there's always some comment. <laughs> so
0: um, let's
1: ditch the shame game. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like you said,
0: it's not exclusive to the holiday Christmas season or or Thanksgiving or, or New Year. It's Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's all year round all the time. Um, but yeah, the more comfortable we can kind of get with it. And yeah, especially once you kind of put that work in and you, you know, have that healthy relationship with food, like you said, own it, like you've put the work in, so be confident about it. Right. So yeah, it can be really powerful.
1: Um, any other posts or reels that people have resonated with on your page?
0: Um, another one I would say is that, um, for, I had one where it was kind of about, It had like the the audio of feeling untouchable, like just feeling so good and confident and happy. Um, And that has to do with um, how when you eat your favorite food, being able to feel and and not having any guilt. So, which most of the time when we eat our favorite food, lots of times that's associated with guilt, or I shouldn't have had that or I ate too much, or that's the last time I'm going to have that for a month or whatever, right? And instead of having all of those thoughts, like how amazing it can feel and how like, you know, makes you want to dance because you feel so good that you can eat your favorite foods without guilt. And like the song says, you just feel so like, you feel untouchable. It's like, I am killing it. Um, And yeah, I think that, you know, that kind of resonates with people to just have that kind of, um, like to know that that's possible.
1: Your post, your reels it is very relatable and helpful information. So keep on doing the great work there. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. Like I said, I'm I'm starting out in
0: this space, so so that's awesome to hear. So thank you.
1: Where can people connect with you?
0: Yeah, so my main platform right now is Instagram. So at Kendall underscore or sorry, dietitian underscore Kendall um, is my Instagram handle. So that's where you, um, you can follow me there. And um, for anyone that kind of resonates with this message, like I said, for people kind of like you asked before, someone who feels stuck, don't know what to do, you know, doesn't want to start a diet but feels intimidated by what the food freedom journey can look like yeah anyone that resonates with that I'd love them to follow my page and recognize that there's other options there's stuff we can do um it's possible so yeah message me say hi I'd love to chat with anyone or ask me any questions or anything but yeah my main spot is right now is instagram at dietitian underscore kendall
1: awesome and I see there's an application for people to work with you as well
0: Yeah, yeah, I have a program and it's called a food freedom method. So it's the the structure I use is a 12 week program that's uh, one to one nutrition counseling with me. It's all virtual, so it's all through like video calls. And yeah, and so that, um, is a completely individualized program. Like I said, with it being one-to-one, you know, I I tailor it for each client for their unique relationship with food because everyone has a different story. And so I love people to bring their stories to me and then I can help them, you know, use my expertise, use my knowledge, my experience to really help them through those 12 weeks, what that looks like, where they can get to. And then, yeah, by the end of that, you know, work, work. Through that journey of food freedom, uh, like we said, is not, not always easiest and people often feel like they need support.
1: That is awesome. Um, any other last takeaways before we close?
0: Um, yeah, I just, like I said, I'm just very excited to be in this space and to share my perspective. And I think it's um, amazing that people are getting more curious. Kendall, thank you so much for sharing
1: your time here on the podcast and sharing your expertise. We appreciate it so
0: much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thank you for joining us
1: this week. I just want to give you a big hug for this holiday season and to keep this episode as a wonderful reminder for you to take away for the new year. So have a wonderful holiday this week, wherever you are, stay safe, enjoy some food, enjoy the family time, the friend time, whatever it may be. And thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.